Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So let's not hesitate any longer. I would like to introduce our first guest, Monique Fleming, who is the owner of Bonafide Beards. She's a breast cancer warrior. She is not a stranger to the show. And this is a story about incredible transformation. Monique, welcome back. Wow, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, Nikki. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Like, wow. So if we take the Monique in 2017 that we interviewed, you were sharing your your story, you were Mm. going for the treatment, there were all sorts of incredible things that you were doing. And the Monique today on the 24th of March, 2022, are you the same person? No, absolutely not. And, you know, the story I'm about to tell you is a story about someone I used to know. I'm not that person anymore. Wowza. Okay. And it's let's, and it's it's no longer down. <laughs> it's yeah. no it's no longer my cancer. It's not my story. It is the cancer. It is the story. It does not belong to me. Cancer does not belong to me anymore. Okay. So what you've said is very important because this is really, this is the complete shift in mindset. It's where you see yourself in your story and a story. So, and we're going to get there. So let's just break it down very quickly. 2017, you are diagnosed, right? right? And it's quite a unique breast cancer. Just if you can outline that very quickly for the audience. Yes, with pleasure. It was, you know, like most things in my life, I'm not I like things to be exciting and out of the ordinary. So my, you know, the cancer journey was (laughs) played right into, into the fact that um, I don't do things the normal way. So I was diagnosed, well, my body was diagnosed with um, two different kinds of cancer in 2017. In the left breast, there was evidence of triple negative breast cancer. And in the right breast, there was evidence of double positive, meaning estrogen and progesterone positive cancer. I think, gosh, if I remember correctly, there were a total of five tumors a bunch of calcified clusters. And as a result, you know, the doctors decided that I should have a full-blown double mastectomy with aggressive treatment started yesterday. And I did, that's what I did. I, I yeah. you know, I um, flung myself into, into the treatment. It was um, really intense chemotherapy and radiation that lasted for approximately nine months. And three months later, thinking that, you know, I had done the work, I was victorious, I discovered a recurring tumor and had to go back into treatment for another nine months. So effectively, I was in treatment for almost two years between 2017 and 2019. Okay, we're going to press pause for one second. One second, Monique. You know, let's digest all of this. We're going to take a quick ad break and then let's continue this unbelievable story. Stay with us. Perfect. Do not go anywhere. Yeah. No ways. I'm right here. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have Monique Fleming on the line. She's sharing her story. Started off as a normal cancer. What, what is normal? As a cancer story, we've heard being diagnosed, going for the treatment. But the journey has shifted dramatically, as has Monique. As she said, she is no longer that person, and her life is completely different. 
and it is an incredible story. So Monique, so basically you said from 2017 to 2019, you were I was going in through treatment. treatment. Sure. Yes, correct. Wow, correct, wow, correct. wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, and I don't know if you recall uh, my first interview with you. I, I felt like cancer was a gift. I felt like it was a sign for me to relook at things, you know, open my eyes. I didn't know what the gift was then. I couldn't see the gift. I couldn't see the wood for the trees at that point. I knew it came to change my life. I, I knew it came to heal me actually, but I didn't know how. Yeah, and it yeah. was only in 2020 during the height of lockdown, I developed um, some serious back pain and was due for a routine checkup. My doctor encouraged me to have a bone scan and lo and behold, they discovered um, stage four metastatic breast cancer. It had metastasized to my ribs and to my femur. And it was at that point, you know, I realized once having the conversation with my incredible oncologist, who I love and respect so much, that we kept trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And I needed an opportunity to do things my way. And what, what was she, what is your what was your way? <laughs> well, I discovered the work of an incredible human being. His name is Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's a doctor of quantum physics. Um, he's also a chiropractor. I'll summarize his short his story very briefly. He was involved in a bicycle accident, I think just over 20 years ago. And he was was scheduled to have a really, really aggressive surgery to support his spine in theory otherwise he was never going to walk again and he told the doctors that he wanted to go home he wanted to heal himself and they thought he was mad they wanted to send him to a mental institution never mind home mm -hmm. and um, he then proceeded over the next few months to apply quantum physics and the science behind the work and made a commitment to himself that when he healed himself, he would dedicate the rest of his life to showing other people how to do this. I came across him in 2017 when I watched a documentary called The Heal Documentary. And there were lots of, um, you know, different modalities of ways to, to heal yourself naturally, to support your body naturally through treatment, whatever that might look like. And he was the one guy who resonated with me. And he was always in my peripheral I. I knew about him, but I never really committed myself to doing the work. And it was only in 2020 that I thought I actually have nothing left to lose because there is really no treatment for what I had. It was just about, you know, trying to create longevity. And I thought, well, there's nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose. All I have to do is meditate. I can meditate. I can do that. And so I immersed myself into his work. I read all his books. I found every single YouTube video, podcast, interview that I could find. And I started meditating. Nikki. I started meditating two, three, sometimes four times a day. Wow. And my meditation became my medication. Wow. And through the meditation, I started noticing nothing physical, but my focus changed from 
you know, keeping the focus on cancer to actually changing the focus on living my most beautiful life, learning how to show up in joy and gratitude and love every single day, despite what was happening inside of me or outside of me. And I went through this metamorphosis of it was literally an energy change. It's the only way I can really describe it. You know, people started noticing a difference in me, my child, my husband, my friends, my family. I was not the same person. I was no longer showing up in the memory they had of me. I was showing up living this day to the fullest. Today, I woke up with air in my lungs and blood in my veins. And God gave me another 24 hours to live this incredible life. And I started mm. showing up in the joy of just being alive. Mm. And through that shift, I, I experienced what you, you mentioned before, like a radical, spontaneous healing. That when I saw my oncologist three months later, they couldn't find the lesions on my eighth and ninth rib in the back. They couldn't find the lesions on my femur. And the lesion on my fourth rib in the front had shrunk so significantly that it barely made the report and I just sat wow. in a room going oh wow. my oh my oh my wow. what wow. what have I done what have I done wow <laughs> and um, yeah and I came home and I prayed and I meditated that evening and I've subsequently made um, a really deep spiritual connection with the divine and you know Hashem, God, the God of your understanding, whatever you'd like to call it. And um, the message I got was that the, the fourth rib had been left, the lesion on the fourth rib had been left so that my doctor could witness the miracle of it leaving. And Nikki, within a 12-month period of like three-month scans, by the end of last year, November, my scan report said the resolution of previously known metastases, resolution, resolved, oh. resolved. Wow, Monique, I, mean, I, 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 <laughs> I, mean, I hear this. Okay, hang on one sec. So I can, everyone's going like this. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are you telling me that your oncologist found these lesions in those certain ribs, in, in the bones, you yes. did not go for any treatment? So Correct. there was no treatment whatsoever other than this very specific meditation um yes. other than you living in gratitude changing how you joy. see yourself and love. joy yes. and love yes. and you're yes. telling me that no treatment but you meditating throughout the day so it's you're not just sitting there you're meditating we'll go back into a little bit more yes. detail yes. and that has seen the, this miraculous result of the lesions have gone yes exactly <laughs> I mean, that is incredible, Monique, and I'm sure lots of people, you know, they, and, and also I want to stress, I do want to stress that, you know, you had been for, as you said, you had been for, for, from 2017 to 2019, nonstop treatment. It's not as yes. if you had turned your back on treatment. You did everything. You did right. absolutely everything until you reached the point of, I have no choice. I've got nowhere to go. Let yes. me try this. Yes. I realized I needed to change. I needed to change. And one of the fundamental keys to my changing is I realized that I was addicted to suffering. Wow. I was addicted to the hormones of stress. 
my body craved adrenaline and cortisol and how beautifully does cancer play into an addiction of suffering I mean, I would eat that up with a spoon and a big bowl, you know. Yeah, yeah. And on the outside, I was portraying this very strong, you know, I've got this, I'm okay. And deep down inside, I was hellishing that I had, you know, that that this was feeding my addiction of suffering. And, you know, there's scientific evidence to prove that ex- long exposure to stress and stress hormones evoke illnesses. Yeah. Our bodies, our bodies, um, the inflammation in our bodies is actually a reaction to stress hormones. Yeah. And if you think about a basketball being put under a mechanical press, right? Yeah. At some point, it's got to go. Something's got to give. And your body's natural reaction to stress is, in, is inflammation. Something has to change because it can, can no longer operate optimally under you know, the hormones of stress. So the evidence, the science is there that, that proves that. So then the opposite should apply, that if we're creating these incredible hormones like serotonin and oxytocin and dopamine, that if, you know, on the one hand, the, the hormones of stress can make us ill, then the happy hormones could make us better. Sure. Okay. Another break. Stay with us, Monique. <laughs> we're going to be, this is amazing. We're going to be right back. Okay. <laughs> IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back. We are hearing a most extraordinary story. Our cancer warrior today is no stranger to the show. She's been on the show before. Monique Fleming diagnosed in 2017 with a very unique breast cancer. Two years of treatment, then diagnosed that the cancer had metastasized. And Monique was at a point where she realized the treatment wasn't helping her and she had to find some other way of treating herself. And that pointed to going within and changing herself from the inside and addressing this addiction to hormone, to suffering and stress that she said that she was addicted to and how months later she has gone for scans and the lesions in her bones have miraculously, I will say that again, miraculously disappeared. And you know, Monica, I hear your giggle and it's the giggle of, a. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's just, yeah. uh, it's, it's just, yeah, there, there are no boundaries. It's joy and love. I, I hear, I hear the gratitude. Yes. I hear yes. it there in your giggle and I, and I love yes. that. So the, what I do, what I want to ask you again, so I, I, mm. I want to go down to like what logical thinking, right? So treatment's yes. not there. Did you, did you change your diet? Did you change no. the way you slept did you did you change those kind of things at all no no I didn't because one of the one of the things the most important things I learned doing Dr. Joe Dispenza's work is that when when you talk about the quantum field and quantum physics it's about energy right that's all Mm -hmm. it is really energy if you break it down to its most simple form it's energy and we are energy. If you break us down to our final little cell and you break that open, you find energy. And his work is about using energy to change matter and not matter to change energy. If you're trying to use matter to change energy, you're going to be trying until the cows come home. It's never going to happen. The only thing that has an effect on matter is energy. And so that's what I started changing. I started changing my energy. And how I started doing that is by following his guided meditations every single day, as I said, two, three, four times a day. And once I 
started harnessing that awareness of, you know, the addiction to suffering, wanting stress, wanting adrenaline, I could then recognize it in my own body. And for a very, very large portion of my life, you know, my body was the master and my mind was the slave because Mm -hmm. my body wanted adrenaline and my mind would say, yes, master. And then it would think about it. And this is how sneaky our, our brains and our minds are. My brain would just have to think about an event that would elicit a stress, a stress response. And your body doesn't actually know the difference between what is really happening outside of you in your external environment versus what's happening inside of you. And so immediately it thinks, oh, flip, we're in trouble, fight or flight, because now we've recreated this drama and the story of whatever it might be in our heads. And our body goes into fight or flight and it produces adrenaline because it doesn't know the difference. How crazy is that between what is happening outside of you versus what is happening inside of you? And so then I started what I call meditating with my eyes open. So not walking around like, um, with my eyes open, but just becoming so consciously aware of my body, of my thoughts, and then turning my body into my mind, into the master and my body into the servant and challenging myself, challenging the negative narrative, challenging the limiting beliefs, challenging the old narrative, you know, of whatever that might look like. And then just calming my body down. And by default, what happens is your heart and your brain start working in coherence and not against each other. And when you're meditating and you're breathing, you start creating this beautiful symbiotic relationship between brain and heart. When there's no coherence, that's when you get like agitation and irritability and bad moods and stress and, you know, the list goes on and on. And so I've really worked hard at creating this beautiful relationship between my heart and my brain, because I, I am of the opinion, and there's also science, scientific evidence to, to say that your heart is actually a mini brain in your chest. It, it actually has the same, same synapses that you find in your brain, you find in your heart. So for me, it's my little, my little brain in my heart and my chest. <laughs> mm. And you know, very interesting, right at the beginning, you said I was diagnosed and then you corrected yourself and you said my body was diagnosed yes so is that that that's kind of like when you talk about um your mind is the master and your body will follow yes Um, is that part of it so you you're not identifying with what's happening in your body or even the emotions or whatever you are the one noticing it that's a beautiful way to put it yes exactly exactly that I'm not my cancer I'm not the cancer cancer is not mine Mm. I'm not defined by it I will not allow it to do that. And yeah, that mindset is what had so many other triggers, you know, just stepping out of it, moving away from the victim, because part of being addicted to suffering is I was, I realized that I'm the creator of my life. I'm not the victim of my life. Yeah. Right. Also, I chose to no longer define myself by the memories of my past. Instead, I started defining myself by this vision of my future and the vision of my future I was creating in the very present moment. So there was no anxiety about what that would look like. I woke up every single day trusting wholeheartedly that the power greater than me, my higher power, the God of my understanding, spirit source, the divine, Hashem, whoever it is for you, 
I knew wholeheartedly I trust and surrendered that I just had to let go of trying to control the situation, trying to manipulate or determine the outcome. Whatever was meant to be for me would be. And ultimately, it, no, it was no longer about the cancer. I was living, I am living such a beautiful, harmonious life that mm-hmm. whether I had cancer or not was actually completely irrelevant. Wow. Wow. Say that again. Yeah. Say that whether again. I had it's cancer very important. or not was irrelevant. It was irrelevant because I was choosing to show up in the joy of being alive every single day sure. with gratitude, with love. Just loving my life back into life. That's what I did. I loved my life back into life. And yeah, I mean, it it really, it started as like, okay, I've got cancer. Like I need to do something. And then it, it did a complete about turn on its head. And I was like, actually, like this is how I want to live my life. This is how I want to live my life. And don't get me wrong. The triggers are still there Nikki I mean they are there you know life still happens it still happens but ultimately I decide whether or not I let my external environment affect the homeostasis in my internal environment I get to decide whether or not I give my power away I get to decide whether or not you know something's going to upset me or trigger me but for the most part I've learned I've learned that everyone we encounter to, to the, you know, rude or inconsiderate taxi driver in the traffic, like they are our teachers because that taxi driver is teaching me patience. Mm. He's teaching me kindness. You know, the person that cut me off could be having the worst day of their life. I'm not yeah. going to judge them. I'm going to look at them as my teacher to, to practice compassion and kindness and patience and love because what love heals all. Love yeah. heals all. Yeah, what a what a way. And if we go all the way back to you saying, you know, you knew that cancer was the gift, here you yes. you're living the gift and you're experiencing the gift. Yes. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask you on behalf of the audience what yes. a meditation looks like. And I can imagine the many different types of meditations, but maybe you can just for people who are listening, just on the set them on the path. We really just yes. got a couple of minutes left, money. But what yes. does a meditation look like? This kind so of meditation. I've- I've actually, since, since this whole journey come out of the spiritual closet, I've always known that I've, I've been sensitive. <laughs> I, I'm intuitive and I've, I've been in the spiritual closet my whole life, but I've come out <laughs> and I'm actually through this process. I'm, you know, it's really important for me to pay this forward. So sharing my experience, strength and hope is part of the journey I'm on now. So I have an Instagram page and I'm busy creating a website and I'm actually creating a course called Heavily Meditate instead of heavily medicated a course called heavily meditated just so that because I get I mean since this journey I've been overseas and I've been on you know my story's been shared on YouTube I'm inundated with queries from all over the world about how and when and who and what the only thing I can really put it down to is for me I like a guided meditation because my mind is still busy meditation meditating is not about sitting in silence like the Dalai Lama you know it's not about completely clear mind I do sometimes go into meditation and for two minutes think about what I'm cooking that evening and then have to like (laughs) realign myself, you know. Um, Mm. The biggest thing for me is breath and just coming back to my breath and just coming back to my heartbeat and just coming back to 
this present moment where I'm sitting right now and just training my brain very, very slowly, being kind to myself. The biggest thing for me is offering myself grace because I am human. I am going to trip. I am going to fall. I am maybe going to lose my, you know, throw my toys every now and again, but it's how long I take to regroup, how long I take to get back to homeostasis, to see the error of my ways, to come back to my breath, to come back to meditation, to come back to joy and love and gratitude and peace and kindness and compassion and all the things that make this world a really wonderful place. Mm, And I want to say one thing as well, Monique, is there's nothing that you've mentioned there that is just exclusive to you, that everyone listening can have access to (gasps) the love and the gratitude. Yes appreciation of the moment and trying yes. to shift it this is something we can all do so yes. it's not putting you on this pedestal as if you Correct. are the only one right yes. everyone can have access to this <gasps> Nikki that's so important because I did have really low self-worth issues some time ago and I would watch the testimonials of people who have been given three months to live and had these miraculous you know radical miracles and just thought, oh, wow, like that's not meant for me, you know? And it was mm. one testimony I watched that, that was set it apart for me. The guy said, I'm no different to you. We are one. Yeah, I'm you, you are me. And if I can do this, you can do this too. And I was like, oh, he's 100% right. Yeah, Like there's nothing that separates us except our DNA. We're all energy. We're all blood. We're all, you know, we're all the same. Yeah, and if I can do it, anyone else can do it. Honestly, I'm. I'm oh, and and when you when you tap into Dr. Joe's real work and the real science behind this miracle, there's actually science. It's real science evidence that he has been in laboratories for the last two and a half, three years, um, putting together, and the science is now there that gives an an explanation behind the miracle. Amazing. Listen, Monique. I think you're amazing. I think that you've blown I think many you're people's I think you've blown <laughs> many people's minds listening today. Thank you for sharing, for being so oh, brave, for being so amazing, so surrendering, welcome. trusting. And listen, when your online course is up and ready, let us know so we can oh, let our oh, listeners know. And um, if they follow me on Instagram, I'm kind of giving updates there i also create little silly fun reels you know on tips on how to meditate for now um until the course is up and running what is what is your handle very quickly oh monique lee fleming monique lee fleming and that's with monique Monique right yes correct fantastic monique go well lovely to chat love you so much take care of your beautiful self love you too monique take care and go well you too bye